0: Yo, Chad, how's it going? What's up? How you doing? It's been a while. Yeah, I know. Too long. Too long. I know the community is all having uh, withdrawals here, so (laughs) hopefully this will hold everyone over.
1: It's only been two weeks. (laughs) I hope people know
0: that. Yeah, but it's been three weeks since I've been on, so I think that's what people are really concerned about.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) What's up, Orion? Good morning. Good morning. Can you guys hear me all right? I'm on some new new headphones today. Yeah, you sound good. All right, good morning. So,
0: you guys uh, noticed anything different? Or uh... <clears throat> yeah, you're looking a little uh, you're looking a little flushed. Um... <laughs> yeah, just did my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Went with a dyed your hair red looking pretty for the avalanche avalanche
1: yeah i kind of like it it looks it looks super clean i i kind of i kind of want to do this uh more often when we launch new chains yeah it's pretty cool so uh, what's new what's new with you guys anything uh anything interesting going on right now before we before we hop into it interesting news stories you've seen
0: hmm uh nothing particularly jumps out i mean just uh i mean can think of things that are kind of thor chain thor swap specific but i'm sure we'll get into those
1: (laughs) um yeah. I don't know. Uh, have you? No, I've, just, I've been super focused on the Avalanche launch and stuff like that. So it actually, like, I, I know people have been saying like, we haven't done, I mean, but well, we haven't done spaces in the last two weeks, but, uh, next week's actually going to be crazy. We have like, uh, three, three spaces planned for ne- next week, at least. So, uh, it's, it's going to be a uh, packed week next week. There's some, it'll, it'll be some, uh, with, with some cool partners and stuff like that. Um, you know, people that are using, using Thorchain like in the way that it's intended. So. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some like some six spaces next week and it'll be it'll be a big week for the dark chain space enjoyers who have, who have not been eating the past couple of weeks. So we should have yeah. something on uh, t- Tuesday, Wednesday and like the, the normal Friday space. Awesome. Do we have like an exact
0: agenda or schedule yet or like that'll be TBD soon?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I have this, I have the schedule and we can, uh, I guess, announce who they are. at. I guess we could do it at the end of the end of the space today. We'll just we'll just go through like, you know, what? what. What's going on for next week? But all right, well we'll leave that as a as a teaser for now. But like, there's some good good stuff planned with like people who are actually um, you know using Thorchain for uh, for being Thorchain. So be a be a big week. So we want to hop into it. With, yeah, uh, a- a- Avax, Let's do it. I, I, I guess uh, we could do a quick introduction first. So this is familiar cow with
0: nine romps. What's up, guys? This is Chad Theroux. Uh I do content for ThorSwap and host ThorChain Spaces. Hey guys, this is Orion with Nine Realms. <clears throat> hey guys, this is uh, Eridanus,
3: also with Nine Realms.
1: All right, so Avax launch the Avalanche. It's uh, it's actually t- it's today, like it's tonight at uh, in about eight hours. So like, click on the on the link that's that's pins on the top, uh, and you'll see the, the Avax launch plan. So let's just go through it real quick, uh, just step by step. So the, the first thing that needs to happen is the churn and the, the churn's in about uh, eight hours from now a little less than that so when, when the churn happens the the uh, asgard vars will generate um, Avax addresses for each of the Asgard vaults and that'll let that'll instantly open up uh, trading with for Avax and that's also uh, inclusive of LP action so you'll be able to add, add liquidity and swap and do, do things like that. I, uh, although I wouldn't recommend swapping right away because there'll, there'll be no liquidity. So you, I don't think you'd be able to swap right away, but the, the pools will be open instantly after, after the churn, I believe, right? So uh, the AVAX contract, uh, sorry, the router will be set. Uh, and that's just a contract that routes the ERC20 tokens. And then uh, it'll be another uh, about like two hours before uh, USDC and USDT are live with AVAX. Uh, it just needs to go through a, a pool cycle uh, which is, a, which just happens to be about like two hours after the, after the churn. and so then we'll actually see USDC and USDT live. Uh, it's also assuming that they hit the minimum liquidity requirements. So, uh, if, if they don't hit the minimum liquidity requirements then they won't be live, but, uh, the, the, those polls won't be active immediately just for deposits, but, uh, actual trading, uh, won't be for another like two hours or so after the launch.
3: Yeah. The minimum uh, liquidity for a active pool is 10,000 runes. So uh, if USD T and USDC don't hit ten thousand rune of depth uh, before that pool cycle. It will wait to the next pool cycle, which is every three days. Sweet,
1: I actually didn't know about uh, that pool. So, what's, what's a pool cycle
3: actually? Or not? A- pool cycle is basically when the network takes stock of all active and staged pools um, and determines if any staged pools meet the requirements to become active. Or if any active pools meet the requirements to move back to staged. Uh, also, during a, a pool cycle, the network will essentially tax all staged pools ten rune. Um, this is just to incentivize, like uh, people to you know either you know. Uh, Add liquidity and make it active or, you know, remove the liquidity. We don't necessarily want the network to manage like all this dead weight liquidity. Um, so that just kind of incentivized people to either, you know, add more liquidity or remove and, you know, just move off.
1: Yeah. I'd almost completely forgotten about that because there hasn't, uh, really been people like adding new, like new pools. It's really just been like, you know, people interacting with, with the, the, the deep pools that there's a lot of activity on. So there hasn't really been a lot of like pools like coming in and out of the network, which is like, you know, just, uh, you know, something that we're not really uh, used to, I guess, with just like a- adding new pools into the network. Yeah, also with
3: like dex aggregation now live, like there's not, a you tr- know, yeah. there's not like a big need to uh, add like all these ERC20 pools unless like people like are trying to get yield on it
0: uh, on ThorChain. So um, looking out for users that are super quick to try to jump in here. Um, as far as swaps, uh, I mean, obviously users should be like really careful of slippage because the pools are going to be so shallow at first, but for, for early LPs, um, like how, how does that exactly go down? If anyone could explain, like, you know, because... At at minute zero, it's like the pool the prices still kind of need to be set, right? So even an early LP still kind of should be what careful that they're not adding at like some completely imbalanced thing. And um yep. yeah, maybe you could walk through that a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Uh I, I actually don't
3: know what the front end experience is on ThorSwap. I don't know if like I don't know if they pull from like an outside Oracle when the a pool doesn't exist to try to like help users. But yeah, I mean, essentially that's exactly right. Like users should add liquidity into like AVAX. Uh like on the AVAX and Rune side, uh, in accordance with like an external market price. Uh, so I think AVAX is around like seventeen dollars, and I think like the ThorSwap interface should basically you know help help guide you uh, in terms of like how much you're you're adding on both sides. If you uh, you know if you're the first LP, that you'll kind of have to do this like manually and like maybe like run run a quick calc again. I don't know what the ThorSwap or other. DEXs kind of provide in terms of that experience. But if you're like, you know, one of the next ones and, you know, the first 100 LPs, when liquidity is, you know, not very deep, you just need to make sure that you're, I mean, it's recommended that you just add symmetrically, uh, you know, and try to be as exact as possible. Or if you're adding asymmetrically, then the network will kind of rebalance for you, which could uh, make you incur some. Uh, heavy slippage there so it's it, probably it,
1: yeah there's slip when you enter asymmetrically so i, I would definitely yeah. not recommend entering asymmetrically on, on a shallow pool that, that's just started. like if you're on entering asymmetrically i'd probably wait wait a couple of days at least uh yeah for yeah, sure definitely i would look to enter symmetrically if you're trying to enter the pool tonight
0: yeah i think that's a good warning for for users in general is unless you're an advanced user and really know what you're doing with a new pool, like probably, probably a good idea to just give it a day, (laughs) you know, let, let some (laughs) of the, let some of the early people that like, um, you know, know how to, know how to enter balance and all of that. um, Make sure the pool gets off to a good start and all that. But uh, one little tip on the UI side um, uh, through ThorSwap, like you can you can go into like the advanced um, and basically you can enter like uh, where you're entering both assets, but not 50 50. So that's that's a feature that you would want to dig into if you were trying to like manually uh, balance your position, Uh, whereas like 50 50 might not actually be right if the pricing is not yet set. So I would think you could do that. but you'd still, yeah, have to manually calculate. I don't. I would. I'm pretty sure Thorswap's not pulling any like external data. I would have to clarify on that. But um, yeah, you'd at least be able to add that way if you wanted to.
3: Yeah. Um, okay. Who, who's taking bets on on uh, on liquidity after let's say one week for AVAX? What, what do we think? Mm-hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm, just, I'm trying to remember what Adam was. I think. I, I think Adam was that like, two I mean, mil deposit maybe...
1: on the first week of, of Adam, or that that might have been. Uh, like I don't know, a couple of weeks after I can't remember if it was in the first week or not, but there was a you know big whale that deposited the two million dollar LP deposit pretty soon after it started. That's true. Yeah,
3: I'm hoping for at least a mil after a week on on Avax. I think that would be a solid starting point. Yeah, so I, I ran that a was poll. the first number that popped in my head. I,
1: I ran a poll last week uh, just on my on my own account about you know whether people think that Avax will be a deeper pool or Adam Adam will be a deeper pool, and it seems slightly biased towards Avax. And a lot of that is just because, uh, Adam stakers just get a lot of benefits from staking natively on Adam, which, which makes a lot of sense because they have, uh, you know, their own incentive system with just airdrops in the, in the cosmos ecosystem. So, uh, you yeah, know, I guess that is, that isn't a thing for, for AVAC. So like there are other DeFi protocols and things you can use to, uh, to stake, but there's no it, like kind of incentives that don't have like a set, like monetary value on them like uh you know n- not really quantifiable like that like you know pe- people really value their uh their atom airdrops and, and things like that so uh we, we won't see that for avax so like i think there's going to be um yeah there's like a totally different dynamic here with avax especially um just like the more full feature set with with dex aggregation uh like rolling out and also uh you know just just the lack of uh like of airdrops for, for AVAX holders, but and then also, uh, you know, just listing stable coins on AVAX, like USDC yeah, and USDT
3: right away. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, uh, the stable coins I think are, are really big because, uh, now we have EVM based stable coins that are super cheap, you know, in terms of gas, I think people will, you know, that, that will, Definitely get love from arbitrage bots um, and I think probably get love for people, you know, seeking that nice stable coin yield. Um, So I think that that should definitely
0: help with liquidity on the AVAX side. Yeah, those are good insights, Cal. That definitely uh, makes me bullish that AVAX will, I would guess, probably end up passing Adam in liquidity and and volume and everything. I don't know if I would... I don't know what timeline I would put a bet on for it, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's a really good point, especially about Adam having like incentives away from Thorchain in a sense because there's so much else to do with it, and with AVAX so thriving and like this being you know potentially a really high yield place comparatively to put to put your AVAX makes it even more compelling, and then all the usage through through the stable pools like that's a lot of potential, way more potential volume, so way more potential APR. Thus attracting even more LPs. So, yeah, I would, I would guess it's gonna, it's gonna outpace it. Also, it's just noticing Adam is still at 21%. That's like one of the, one of the higher pools. So that's pretty solid. So maybe we'll see AVAX up there. Yeah,
1: Adam's a really solid performing pool. Of, what is it? Like, like three and a half million of liquidity with, you know, 20, 20% APR somewhere thereabouts. Um, just so, yeah. like solid performing pool, especially for, for its depth. And, you know, I think, I, I think we like, I, I would personally bet that AVAX will uh, have more liquidity than that. You know, like God only knows what could happen with, with APR because it really just depends on how many people are trading it. But, you know, de- dex aggregation and everything else, like uh, yeah, the stars kind of align for AVAX in, in that way. So it, it's going to be super strong on, on door chain. Totally. How about this
0: one? Do you guys think AVAX USDC will become deeper than ERC-20 USDC? And will either of them become deeper than BUSD? Mm, that's a good one. I don't see why not. I, I would know. say no, deeper,
1: was... no, but I think the yield will be pretty high. Uh, actually, uh, I guess it depends because, you know, y- yield on those stable coins really, uh, sorry, depth on those stable coins really go to where the yield is. And if people are, start using those for, for arbitrage, especially uh, like on door chain where like ERC-20s are, are pretty expensive, uh, like, you know, Ethereum ERC-20s, the, uh, the Avalanche C chain ERC twenties will be a lot cheaper, and that'll that'll really you know increase arbitrage in those pools, and then drive the APIs APRs on those like w- way up, right? So it's hard to say. Like oh, over a long period of time, it, it could definitely overtake it, but I think like short term, uh, we won't see that.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It's definitely a, a chicken or the egg type of thing where like you need both for it to scale. So I doubt it would like immediately pass either of them, but. Over the long term, it really does make perfect sense that it would, you know, like just thinking in my own personal experience, like if I needed to swap to, like, I don't really use BSD personally. <laughs> if I needed to swap to a stable right now on ThorChain, like I might, I probably would use like ERC-20 USDC, but if I had the option for AVAX, it's like, why would I not just do that and save a bunch of fees, assuming the depth is there, but that'll be kind of a no-brainer, I think.
1: So, Eridus, do you want to talk, talk for a minute about uh, dex aggregation on, on Avalanche and kind of the, the status of that? and uh, how, how that'll be rolling out? Uh, yeah, sure. So
3: yeah, there's a few teams working on Dex aggregators for uh, for AVAX. Uh, one of them is is already live. Um, I think we'll, we'll have a, a Twitter Spaces with that team next week. Um, so I'm not going to call them out by name. I'm, I'm sure people can figure that out by digging through the dex aggregation whitelist code but I'll let I'll let people do that um, so that's cool and so we'll, we'll have at least one um, dex dex What's going on? I
0: think Cow can't hear Eridonis oh yeah I can't I can't hear i sorry oh <laughs> weird yeah I, n- I noticed a minute ago you kind of you kind of interrupted a little bit it's all good <laughs> oh, no, but no, I think no, it was I think sorry. it was uh, accidental that's weird I can huh. I can hear you fine though Eridonis it seems like everyone can I assume it's weird okay. maybe because you're the host of Cow
1: yeah probably just me you, you guys just keep going
0: okay um,
3: well yeah so the so well, at least one uh, Dex aggregator gator for a uh, AVAX uh, Dex will be live, um, you know, day one, right from the start. Um, so we should be seeing, I mean, it's really cool because we can see, we can start seeing like swap in plus swap out. So if someone's swapping like a, a random ERC 20 on a Dex and ETH land and then going through Thor chain and then swapping to like a random e- uh, ERC 20 on AVAX land through that aggregator, Um, that should be pretty cool. I mean, that's like any ERC 20 to any ERC 20 across chain, um, which is the first time that we will be seeing that. Um, so that will be, that will be super cool. And you know, that should, you know, help, um, integrations um, you know, in the, in the AVAX ecosystem as well. I mean, at least one um, AVAX team will be rolling out a, a ThorChain integration alongside
0: this. So that'll be super exciting. Yeah, that use case wasn't immediately obvious to me like early on in, in the process, but I've been getting more excited about it. Like the aggregator to aggregator swap, like any ERC20 to any ARC20 is honestly a really cool use case that as far as I know, I don't really think there's any other really comparable ways of doing that right now. So that's like that opens up something that we haven't really seen yet with ThorChain. Like we just saw like ERC-20 aggregators roll out and the whole conversation was like, oh, now you can, you know, we have all these ThorChain native assets and now you can swap those with ERC-20s. But now with Mm -hmm. this, with this AVAX aggregator, it's like, it's kind of different in a sense. Cause yeah, of course you can swap with all the native assets, but you can also swap with all the ERC-20s. So it's kind of like we're starting to see that thing I've been excited about for a long time, which is that every phase of the aggregator is exponential. Like it's not just uh like one more step of things. It's like, no, now you can connect all of these things to all of those other things. And it becomes exponentially yep. more powerful with every single advancement in aggregation. So that'll be kind of a first in, in in the way I see it. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I've, you know, uh, there's just all these, yeah, as you said, like all these
3: exotic swapping routes that are being made possible by this um, design and this rollout. So this is like six months in the making, um, you know, AVAX was. So it's, it's just cool to see it
0: going live. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, also... Um- Thorswap is uh, closer than I had even thought on AVAX aggregation. So they're actually shooting for end of next week. Um, that's not a hard date yet, so nobody take that as a promise just yet. But the good news is it's actually a lot closer than any of us really thought. So, um, well, yeah, end of next week is a goal, but even at worst, it's you know really close, like soon after that, you know, within a couple weeks or so, or something like that. So. That'll be really great to see. Nice. That's great to hear. Well cool. cow. Um, I guess you can't hear us, but we're. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I can only hear you, Chad, for some reason. Yeah. I have no idea why. Sorry to are in the audience. But yeah, uh, next week we'll have, we'll have a focused Twitter space just on Dex aggregation and, uh, and that'll be on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So Tuesday the twenty seventh. So uh, if anyone's around and wants to hear about uh, dex aggregation, we'll have um, you know we'll have a, we'll have a really cool Twitter space with uh, with one of the dexes that's you know, helping us with uh, dex aggregation and yeah you know, just you know sourcing liquidity for the dex aggregation basically. So uh, if you want to hear more about dex aggregation and talking with um, you know the dexes that make it happen, that's going to be on, on Tuesday the twenty seventh at eight pm Eastern Standard Time. So there, whatever side of the day let's say time we're on, it's 8, eight o'clock on the East Coast in the United States. So, uh, if you're around, definitely come check that out. Awesome.
0: Yeah. excited for a packed week of spaces accompanying the launch. That should that should help get the Avax side of things uh,
1: worked up about this. Yep, yep. And uh, other integrations. Um, oh, Ryan, do we like um, do you do we want to talk about any other uh, integrations that are, that are going on or?
2: Uh, what's up with you? Yeah, sure. Just at a high level, the uh, focus for Q4 is on integrations across the ecosystem. Um, So that's helping uh, new wallets, new DEXs all get integrated with ThorChain. We've been uh, talking to a number of different projects and um, companies to help them integrate ThorChain for uh, either swapping or um, getting prepared for single-sided yield. And that's been a been a um, fruitful process, uh, but has just taken a little bit of time. And now we're at kind of the critical momentum phase where everything is happening very quickly. Uh, Eridonis has been leading the charge on helping them kind of facilitate the the technical implementations. Um, But yeah, that's just been a big, a big emphasis right now. And uh, we have a lot of, a lot of um, uh, big, big partners that, you know, are going to help bring a lot of volume. So we're pretty excited about that. I'm not going to uh, share a uh, name specifically yet but um, just across the ecosystem everybody's pushing on that uh, integrations and BD side um, so that we can yeah get get more users to thorchain and have have thorchain be that that like back end infrastructure that everybody uses but nobody talks about so pretty excited pretty excited there um and other, other kind of aspects of all of this has, have been around, you know, just kind of explaining how ThorChain works. Um, we've found some rough edges and, um, uh, you know, Dets have put up some new PRs on the protocol level in order to improve the integration process. So there's just been a ton of kind of iteration around, you know, how we, how we help all of these folks end up integrating and, uh, you know, making sure that it's as smooth as possible. And then, you know, figuring out, you know, what the appropriate, uh, you know, levels of uh, abstraction are uh, so that, you know, everybody has the information that they need and, um, you know, aren't banging their heads on on ThorChain's complexities. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, hearing so
0: many whispers of potential integrations and partners is extremely exciting and it just seems like a, a constant flow right now. So I'm sure we're going to see like some really exciting ones uh, rolling out and you guys are doing such a a great job, like on all the BD side and all of that. So, really uh, good. It's just like an exciting season to like see Thorchain in this uh, kind of like mature enough state to really be having these uh, conversations with like you know large players in some in some cases. So, gonna be exciting to see what pans out there.
1: Yeah, and this this push to in integrations is really. Um just a push for volume for, for ThorChain, right? It, it's getting ThorChain services into more services than just, you know, here's, here's one DEX, uh, you know, on, on a website, it, you know, integrations with, with wallets and other DEXs, it's a very strong use case for ThorChain. And, and the, the goal of it is to just increase volume, which is obviously, uh, you know, one, one of like the, one of the key metrics that, you know, we, that we look at for, you know, for how ThorChain's doing. And it's just a key indicator of strength that drives the yields that uh, that LPs want to see. So the integrations front of things is probably like the most important part. But it it just it takes a lot of time to get these get these things uh, you know actually actually done because there's a huge education phase. It was just like the 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 model of Thorchain does not compute for a lot of these a lot of these wallets and indexes. So uh, you know that that's just a. you know, just just one thing that just takes a little bit of time to develop. And, you know, thanks to, you know, the nine team is working hard on, uh, you know, getting through that and, you know, actually delivering on these integrations. So ne- next week there should be two spaces with a, uh, with a wallet that is integrating Thorchain. Uh, there should be one on, uh, on Wednesday, the 28th at 2 PM. And then they'll also be joining for the Friday space. So, uh, if you're here next week, then you'll hear from uh, from a wallet who is putting Torch in, in in the back end. So congrats to the to all your guys' efforts and we'll we'll hear more about it uh, next next week with some announcements. Awesome, really exciting. And yeah,
0: Ryan, you touched on uh single sided yield too, which is like that's a great feature for all these integrations to have, right? Because you have these, you know, wallets that just have like, like the average wallet user is a lot different than the average store chain user probably, right? Like the average wallet user is like holding, swapping a little bit, like the average store chain user like has had to go through like a lot of convoluted stuff over the years to like, you know, kind of know what's going on here. Whereas like when we can simplify those features and just have it like plugged right into a wallet that already exists and already has a user base. And now they can just click swap. Now they can just click earn 5% or whatever and just have that immediately available is such a massive feature. And then like Cow said, like, you know, having the having the volume is really like the the domino that allows all of this to to really work and like really get the flywheel going because all that all that potential volume is what's gonna fund single-sided yield, what's gonna fund regular LPs, what's gonna get, you know, the liquidity black hole really going, which is gonna allow for better slippage on swaps, and then you know, we're off to the races.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing that's been been really interesting is that the kind of single-sided yield feature has, you know, everybody's eyes, you know, get really wide when we start to start to discuss that and what the opportunities are. And I think that that's kind of the, the uh, kind of this a, a, way, a way to kind of uh, attract some of these integration partners. And it's like, look, you know, here's something that's very unique for your users um, that, that they all need. Cause you can see that they have these just idle balances. Um, and so, so when we when we start talking about that, they're like, well, where does the yield come from? Like the classic question, and it's like, well, you know, if you also add swapping, then you can drive yield uh, to that to that product directly, and so it's this kind of virtuous cycle where you know start off with the single sided. Uh, yields product as a, you know, click to deposit here. And then, you know, in order to support your users, in, integrate swaps to, to help them solve that problem and uh, juice the, juice the yields on the single sided. So it's a really, it's a really compelling uh, conversation, you know, once it gets rolling, uh, but, you know, just making sure that people have the bandwidth and engineering time to to do the integration has been, um, you know, we we're a bit dependent on, on their schedules. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a huge opportunity here. And I think, uh, uh, like i was mentioning earlier like the momentum is has a has arrived we're we're pushing forward on all of this now and um yeah just really really excited to see it all roll out uh just kind of segueing on the single-sided stuff uh this week ha- we've kind of kicked off on uh, a lot of single-sided testing um so what that means is um in mock nets or first off backing up so for folks that aren't familiar with uh the single-sided yield product the or um, a feature. The idea here is that you can uh, deposit native Bitcoin into uh, a Thorchain vault, and then that is going to earn uh, Bitcoin on it on the Bitcoin um, without you having to take on any rune exposure. Uh, so that's extremely attractive for folks that you know clearly don't want uh, either rune exposure or you know have um, have other strategies that they're interested in. Um, and so you know it extends more to to other assets as well, but, you know, the Bitcoin is the most compelling right now. And um, yeah, so, so it's a pretty simple product, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to wrap your head around impermanent loss or impermanent loss protection or any of the uh, complexities of um, kind of traditional uh, LP. And so uh, the part about all of this that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about is that, you know, we're really, we have a new feature that we can like meet users where they're at, rather than, you know, having to, to, um, you know, take a lot of time to explain all of the different complexities, um, so that they're comfortable with being a regular LP. Uh, so, so, um, But to to the point uh, around what the focus has been this week, it's been around testing these features. So the um, code has been um, is being tested in what's called mock nets, which are just like local local environments where we can just start poking around at the uh, functions, making sure everything's working properly and then um, and then starting to dig into um, uh, some more formal uh, verification of all the math, uh, making sure all the accounting adds up, and then um, it'll be you know more active on StageNet from there, where we can play with live assets. Um, but yeah, just kind of taking these things uh, one step at a time. You know, having lots of eyes on things, getting a kind of a SWAT team together to uh, start uh, testing everything out. Um, earlier this week, I wrote up a little guide around how to set up a mocknet. If uh, folks are interested in the Dev Discord, there's a uh, POL testing uh Discord channel um and some instructions there. If you run into any issues, feel free to, to ping me. I'm happy to try to help you troubleshoot. Um, but at this point, I think the best thing that the you know, for folks in the community that are interested in this feature, you know, help, uh, help the community test this out. You know, help us find sharp edges or um, other things that you know don't maybe need to get addressed, and uh, and then we can you know all move more confidently into kind of the next phases of rollout to stage net and eventually to mainnet. Awesome, yeah. Do you, once it
0: hits, um, once it hits stage net, uh, will we expect to have like pretty extensive set- testing there with live assets, like maybe Thor Games type of stuff again, or like do you think that'll be a pretty long process? like I I'm trying to get a sense of how many, you know, security risks there are, how straight versus how straightforward it is. Um, like w- how long do you kind of expect that
2: to go on? Yeah, that's a good question. So one of the, um, well just so that folks kind of understand where some of the uh, difficulties on testing are, are around uh, like, we need to generate yield in a pool to, um, to be able to test that the like POL uh, and Kind of yield accounting is working appropriately, and so one of the things that that um, we've been doing recently is just running like in a mocknet, running the local scripts that end up just sending a whole bunch of swaps to generate that yield. Um, and so I think like to to the point on StageNet, once we have. Uh, things I think that, that it's all active there. The main thing is just that we would need real, we need to take real assets and start swapping them back and forth to generate the yield so that we can check the accounting. And right now that's easier to do in the mocknet environment. So I think we want to just squash any um, outstanding bugs that we can find in mocknet. And then like, there'll be a more concerted effort on stage net, um, you know, once we've addressed anything, you know, that's that's glaring that we want to deal with. Not I'm not saying that that exists, it's just, we're Searching for that sort of stuff. Awesome, cool. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: But it sounds like things are moving along. I mean, that's great. Like, you know, testing's kind of in process already and getting closer. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so we're obviously so excited to, like all the potential partnerships and getting SSL in them is like massive. Um, on the ThorSwap side and just thinking of UI within the Thor chain ecosystem, um, we're already having a lot of conversations and mockups and designs around. Around what this interface should look like. Something I'm pretty passionate about with this is uh, I really I don't think this product should look like LPing to the user. I think that would be like underselling its importance because because like you were speaking to this is really such a holy grail feature. I mean this is this is like what we've all been dreaming r- about since uh, speaking for myself since basically since I got interested in Thorchain this idea was like being conceptualized, right? Like back then we were talking about like the savings vaults and stuff like that. And, and, and yield bearing sense, which basically is what's panning out. Um, and it's like such a Holy grail feature that to just put it as like, Oh, you can enter a liquidity pool, but you can only deposit, you're only earning on one side or whatever, with like a bunch of complicated stuff is like so underselling the beauty of this. And I know Thor Chain and you guys are doing, are coming up with a lot of really clever things on the back end to really allow the front ends to make this dead simple right like this this concept of the memo lists adding um into the vault which would basically mean you're just sending like you're just sending bitcoin to a bitcoin wallet and then Thorchain knows how to manage that wallet without without having any instructions it's just like pre um basically pre-programmed to like know what to do with it what vault to put it in how to how to handle withdrawals and rewards and all of that, which is like really cool. So on the front end side, um, you know, speaking for ThorSwap, like I'm definitely really pushing for just making this dead simple. Like I just want to see a big letters of what the APY is, select the coin, click deposit, shows you what you deposited, shows you how much you've earned, withdraw, add, you know, whatever, just like dead simple, I think is really going to be the key to to growing a product like this because it's such, it's like such a more broad thing than, than LPing. And I think this, this is a new, this will be like kind of a new era for ThorChain where the LPing that we've all been doing is going to become the advanced feature for the people that really kind of know like the inner workings and what's going on behind the scenes. Whereas this single sided yield is so simple, kind of like surface level entry, which I think is really what like UIs and wallets and all of that will obviously be pushing at the forefront because it's so much more accessible and it's so much like lower risk in the sense of they don't have to understand potential impermanent loss and impermanent loss protection and all these other various complexities. So it's just, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. The, the memos
3: thing is, is going to be really big and that's something I'm actually working on. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously to start, we need to get the base product right and working and safe. And that's the that's the primary focus. Now, the Memolus edition will be super useful because, you know, that will mean you don't even really need an interface or a wallet or anything connected to ThorChain to deposit uh, your Bitcoin or other assets to earn yield on them. I mean, really, what the process would be is you look up the inbound address from the endpoint on ThorNode and you send your Bitcoin to that address in the correct amount uh, for what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and the concept there, at least I'll just give the example for, for Bitcoin is 10,000 sats is the, is the minimum uh, input amount. And anything above 20,000 sats will be registered as an ad liquidity action. So if you deposit 20,000 sats to an inbound ad or more 20,000 or more sats to an inbound address on ThorChain, that will be added, or, you know, you'll, you'll either be you know, creating a new single sided position, or you'll be adding to a single sided position. If you uh, insert, if you uh, send in between 10,000 and 20,000 sats, uh, the value of the sats will be used as a basis points withdrawal. So if you've sent in 15,000 sats, for example, the network will register that as a 5,000 basis points withdrawal of your position, which is 50%, and you know 50% of your position, which would include your. Your uh, principal um, capital, as well as any yield on top, uh, will be withdrawn to to your wallet. Um, I mean, that is a dead simple user experience right there. And what's cool about this is that a lot of like early wallets don't actually support adding memos to, especially UTXO chains. Um, so, like for example, it, you could just open up your ledger, you know, send send this uh, amount to the inbound address, and that's it. Um, and this actually kind of um, broadens the scope of users that. Uh, this applies to because, you know, some of these wallets don't actually support um, adding a memo, which is required right now for any liquidity ads into Thorchain.
0: Yeah, that's extremely cool. Like kind of like understanding the inner workings of like just changing those last digits to get the withdrawal, just sending dust basically. And that's like what triggers the withdrawal. Really, really cool and makes it dead simple. Makes it so any wallet can do it. That's awesome. Um, and obviously I'm sure like a lot of UIs will simplify that, but it's really cool to know you could just kind of, do it from like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You could just do it from your own, your own ledger, like directly. You, you don't have to even use anything if you, if you wanted to. I'm
1: looking forward to seeing what the front ends for a single sided uh, LP look like. Cause anyone could really spin up a super, super simple front end uh, for Thorchain, chain, which would basically just be uh, a QR code on a website that just has three lines of instructions, uh, you know, scan this QR code and send however much Bitcoin you want to deposit. And then whenever you want to withdraw, just scan it again and send this specific amount. like you need two lines of instructions and a QR code on a website. And you could have a simple interface to deposit and withdraw the single sided Bitcoin LP position entirely from the Bitcoin blockchain. Yeah.
0: Really cool. Cal, I think you had asked this question a few weeks ago. I don't know if any, I don't know if we have an answer, but like, are those, address is going to churn or are they going to be fixed or do we do we know that yet so uh yeah the one thing here is
3: that your the address that you deposit from needs to you know remain active and accessible by you um some bitcoin wallets you know through the utxos they will rotate um addresses and basically you know, anything that's left over in the UTXO is sent to a, a brand new address. Um, so those type of wallets will definitely need to like build in the functionality to maintain that original deposit uh, deposit wallet. Just so, you know, you, the, the user needs to, uh, you know, add liquidity and withdraw the liquidity uh, with those, with those SATs requests from the same wallet uh, in order to receive their funds. That's how the network will identify users. But in terms of the inbound addresses that users are sending Bitcoin to, as long as it's a valid Asgard vault inbound address that is returned from the inbound addresses endpoint of Thornode, it will be registered. And those obviously do change. Um, you know inbound addresses rotate through Asgard vaults based on security levels. And obviously every week, Asgard vaults all churn to, to new addresses. But as long as so so a user might be sending you know the ad liquidity and the withdrawal liquidity to two different Bitcoin addresses, But as long as they're valid, inbound Asgard addresses served by that endpoint, it will work perfectly fine. The network will register that request and and send back
0: the funds. So that's just the the two things to keep in mind. But the, so the original deposit address though, but those vaults will or will not be retired? Like for example, for a UI, will they need to, like would a a dead simple user be able, like they wouldn't be able to just bookmark an address and like send it, send in some Bitcoin and then six months later, like send it into the same address, right? Like that would... Correct. Yeah. That's so right, they cannot, yeah, yeah you, that, that's a good thing to
3: call it. You cannot bookmark an address that you deposit to. Um, that's never a good thing to do in terms of adding or any action on ThorChain. Uh, addresses should never be cached, should never be bookmarked. You also you always want to pull the latest from the inbound addresses endpoint. Um, so that's a good call out. They cannot be bookmarked. That need to be retrieved fresh from the network every
0: time. Cool. Uh, any other Topics to cover, cow, or should we let some questions come up?
1: No, we can let some questions come up. Like, there's definitely some interesting stuff developing on like the the Dorf-I side, but uh, you know, I think that would be best to save for another time. But I mean, like, there, there's just always just so much to focus on. Like, we we have AVAX launch today, Dexag, and then single side liquidity, and I think that's that's good enough for now. We I, there were some people who were like requesting in and out. Uh, the whole time. So if anyone wants to come up and just, you know, talk about integrations or deck tag or AVAX, if you have questions about, um, you know, like the process on what's going to happen for the pools, you can just hit the request button and and come up, Uh, you know, we'll have some time up here. So yeah.
0: And just FYI to those requests that dropped off, um, we always just kind of go through the updates and then we get to those. So you're always welcome to just like, Stay requested. We'll we'll get to you. It's just we're we're going through the updates, and then we'll you know transition to Q and A after a while.
1: I'm just going to choose to believe that Twitter's just rugging them off of the, uh, off, the off the request button. It, it, it's it's too buggy. I'm sorry, Twitter. <laughs> could be.
0: Yeah, you, you could have a point there. But, but yeah, anyone feel free to request. But yeah, in the meantime, um, like what you were saying about. Uh, you know, wanting UIs to be dead simple. I, I'm also really excited. It, I, this is probably like the the biggest feature I've been excited about, like thinking UI stuff uh, ever, because it's just like I was saying before. It's just such an opportunity to like position this as a brand new thing. Like the user does not need to understand that this is like, well, it's technically an LP on the back end, and like you know, the protocol is like using the reserve and like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like no, like just show me the yield. Let me click a deposit button. (laughs) like That's it. uh So yeah, we're, we just at ThorSwap, there was just like a, we were already having meetings about this and stuff. And like, it's really cool seeing some, some mock-ups. So if people do have ideas and and concepts and, you know, feedback, I, I would like for, at least speaking for the Thorswap side again, just for our, our concepts to like be put out there a little bit and make sure everybody is on board, make sure that it's like what the community really wants and wants to see and things like that. So open the, the process can kind of be community driven like that. So always feel free to give feedback. Kenton, it's what's a great up? great
1: opportunity. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I just real, real quick. It's a great opportunity to launch your own product. Like if you want to build on ThorChain, uh doing something with single side liquidity it's it like seems to me like the most dead simple product that you can offer that like would immediately gain some kind of uh you know use and and attention so if you're looking to build with with thorchain i can't think of a better excuse than to start with building a single side liquidity product once that's a great
0: point because that is so like obvious and simple like all you have to do is basically manage like a wallet send right like that's basically it right <laughs> on the on the complexity side of the tech side so and then the other thing is that if you were building something dead simple like that, you absolutely can still charge an affiliate fee. So Thorchain is all set up and ready for that, right? And that'll apply just the same to single sided liquidity. So you can charge a small a small sliver on the on the deposit or on the withdraw. I believe it's both. You have both options, right? I, I, th- I believe so. So yeah, I mean, a great opportunity to like build a new thing, but also have it be, you know. Financially driven, of course. Like that's the cool thing about Thorchain is like it allows you to build in a a business into in, into all these things like relatively easily because it's kind of out of the box, ready to go f- with all these affiliate affiliate opportunities and things like that.
3: Yeah, I'm excited about the opportunity to do something like that. My only concern or my question would be, you know, how quickly are we going to hit the caps? I know initially they'll probably be low to be safe, but I'm wondering once things kind of, you know, get ironed out, we're still going to be a little bit limited, right? Yeah, what, what I think... Will happen is the the caps will be hit you know pretty quick. I think there will be a lot of demand for for this product um, or for the, for this feature, and I think a lot of you know wallets and interfaces will will create features around it. Uh, I think the caps will be hit relatively uh, quickly, but what will happen then is the incentive pendulum will swing all the way to the nodes. Uh, nodes will be earning crazy APYs. Um, which will incentivize a lot of like sidelined rune capital to to be deployed to nodes. Um, I could definitely see nodes splitting up into smaller nodes just to kind of take advantage and add more of their yield. And once they hit that 900k kind of effective cap, um, and so I think this will kind of create a back and forth of more security added. Uh, more liquidity added back and forth, and with these new integrations coming through for the volume side, I think this should counteract the addition of liquidity and and keep those um, APYs, you know, pretty stable, if not, you know, way higher um, as these integrations continue to roll through. Yeah, that's a great point. Thanks. Are the docs? I haven't looked, but are the docs updated with kind of a technical uh, walkthrough if you wanted to implement a, implement a product on top of this? i think the uh the dev docs are in progress um that will definitely be uh prioritized before the mainnet not, may not okay, um, So yeah, as we're, as we're betting on this on stage net we'll we'll get those sorted and make sure they're ready for uh for developers awesome
4: penton how's it going uh, good thanks guys um chad you might have already kind of answered my question but um i know the front ends can program in their own commission on trades can they also skim a whatever portion of fee of the liquidity pool if they're you know if they're helping people provide liquidity can they somehow capture some of that
0: if they want yeah i was just thinking about this actually maybe the nine realms guys have some insight here but the what they absolutely can do is charge a fee on the enter or the withdraw what would be what would as far as i understand what would require a change or some thing extremely complex to be built would be to skim a fee continuously i think that would be like orders of magnitude more complicated and require a lot of changes and stuff like that Uh, Do you guys have any insight there? Well, yeah, what's what's really interesting is uh, this is – part of the code that I
3: wasn't familiar with before um, and all this, you know, this this feature made me kind of go read and review it. What's really interesting about affiliate fees when you're adding, like on, a, on a ad liquidity uh, request from the user, if there's an affiliate address uh, defined and there's an affiliate basis points fee defined, what happens is that it's it's not like what happens with a swap where, you know, that affiliate address essentially sent that amount. What happens is on that affiliate basis points, a liquidity position is added or, you know, appended for that affiliate address. So that affiliate address will then have a small liquidity position as equal to that affiliate fees basis point and will start earning yield um, on that liquidity position and can be withdrawn from that from that affiliate
4: address. Oh, wow, that's huge. That's because it's one thing to have a one time fee, but to have continuous everybody wants recurring revenue, right? So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I need to check uh, how that works
3: with the withdraw if that <laughs> also adds or maybe that just sends it. Maybe it says so much it was swap, but yeah, definitely for ads. So if if, if it interfaces, and I don't know if any uh, interface right now is charging affiliate fees for ad liquidity. I know swaps definitely. Uh, but essentially, you know, those interfaces could just start building a massive L- LP position in every single pool,
0: uh, which is super cool. Yeah, that'd be really sick. I, I think Thor Wallet uh, does. I don't know if any others do, but I'm, I'm pretty... Almost pause. Yeah, actually, basically 100%. I think they're charging on on deposit, I think. But yeah, that's a that sounds awesome. Really cool feature. Like that would be that'd be massive. And yeah, that'd be like like you said, Kenton, like having that continuous ongoing revenue for ecosystem projects like that's what would be kind of the most exciting. Because um, yeah, I was thinking about how charging on withdraw is really nice for users, um, but kind of almost like incentivizes keeping liquidity longer for, which is good for Thorchain, obviously. But then it's kind of like you're deferring the interface fee, uh, for the, for the builder of the interface. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So that'll be cool to see what continues to develop. Cool. Yeah, I Just want just want to point
3: out that that is currently how it works. So, uh, like at, when, when, like affiliate fee is charged on ad liquidity, a liquidity position is added for, for that, uh, affiliate address. Um, that is currently how it works. So yeah. Which is pretty cool. Oh gotcha.
4: Right on. Um, then I have another kind of follow-up question. So like as far as getting all the you know, wallets, front ends, whatever to tie in Thorchain, um, instead of relying on just like nine realms to do it, I mean, is there have you guys thought about decentralizing the sales process? So like people like me, anybody else listening on the call, anybody can kind of start networking and reaching out and connecting with, with these wallets pitching them on Thorchain and then referring them to um, a website or to someone at nine rounds or something like that. Right now, the, uh, hey, it's around here. Just right now,
2: the integration process is, needs to, or like is in, is being improved, right? So it's pretty technical. And so the... Um, Yeah, I think that currently just working directly with them has been has been fruitful. You know, if somebody if somebody wants to start doing BD stuff uh, from the community, great. Um, However, we also don't want to like thrash these different teams. Um, You know, like if you if you went and put together a list of the top 50 uh, wallets and other organizations to talk to, it's probably stuff that we've already we've already probably talked to them. So we don't really want to to thrash them, but if folks find new ones, um, yeah, I guess DM me, happy to, happy to discuss it. I don't really know how we could um, incentivize that like lead generation, but open to trying to figure that out. If, um, if that's something that we can, can do and, you know, ends up driving volume.
1: Cool. Thanks guys.
0: Any other listeners want to request?
1: Well, there's always a lot of things going on tonight. A- AVAX launch. What, how many hours? I think seven hours now. You can check when yeah. the churn is on thorchain.net/slash nodes. It's in the sorry, slash node, or yeah, or thor thornode, Oh yeah, thorchain.net/slash nodes. There's a churn counter. Uh, just about seven hours, almost to the to the minute. So. So seven hours from now, the AVAX pool should be live, and then you know swaps will be available, and that, that also includes uh, LP actions. you be able to deposit and things like that. So, uh, and then about two hours after that, the USDC and USDT pools will be live. So look forward to that tonight. You'll be able to make a deposit again. Like I I'd personally only recommend to deposit uh, uh, symmetrically, so with with rune and AVAX, if you're looking to do so, and make sure you have the of proper proportions otherwise you could get wrecked by some some arbitragers on the network so especially when the, when the pool is shallow just be just be really careful and uh, you know don't don't expose yourself to any kind of uh, you know arbitrage uh, uh, opportunity especially on on day one when there's uh, like a lot of slippage and uh, I w- would not recommend the asymmetric deposit because uh, with with a shallow pool uh, there's gonna be a lot of slippage involved there and you might get a bad price so just just a word of warning
5: for tonight. Hi everyone, here is uh, Pedro from Tor Wallet you oh, nice to be here um just wanted to say a few things like we are uh, through it's super excited with uh, things that are coming up now like especially now avax uh, today we're looking forward for a long time and also now with uh, what have you guys been discussing on single uh, site i think this is such a massive move um and i think it opens a lot of opportunities for people that are more on the edge uh, that they you know when when you talk to someone who's not really into crypto and you talk about liquidity pools and cooling and they have no clue what you're talking about and i think this simplifies a lot uh, the journey and you know you can use a other type of language you know whatever that is uh savings or, or or earning or whatever, and the people just put their Bitcoin, you can earn something on that. And we're super excited and looking forward to that. So kudos on, on that coming live soon.
1: What else has been going on with uh, with DoorWallet, Pedro? If you want to give a quick update on like some new things that I'm sure that not everyone's familiar with.
5: Yeah, sure. So we have been uh, working a lot of stuff uh, recently, so we are quite excited uh, with uh, the aggregator that uh, that we went live now on the mobile and the web app. So with our uh, partnership with the Rango guys. So definitely something that uh, we're super excited about because of the different, uh, you know, we're trying to extend the functionality that comes uh, uh, with TorChain. So now you can uh, swap within TorChain, but also you can then, if you have, for example, Bitcoin, you can swap from Bitcoin to Ethereum. And then from there on, go crazy on other uh on other chains like now with avax and uh, also Binance smart chain uh, phantom and so on so that's that's pretty nice and uh, um that's that's kind of a nice feature that uh, that's now available as well um so that's one thing and also another thing that uh is It was a bit, uh, you know, we made some news before, but uh, having the possibility for people to buy uh, crypto with fiat without KYC, of course, there's some limits on the amounts and so on. But that also for us is important uh, to onboard customers. Sometimes people don't have any crypto at all. And, you know, you have a wallet or you you have uh, your keys, but you have no crypto. You don't know how to buy it and to simplify that process is also kind of a, like a super important thing for not only for thor wallet but i think overall for torchain to bring more people how do we how do we make easy for people who don't know anything you know just simplify the experience
1: sweet thanks so much for you guys hard work thor, thor wallet a great product so uh I'll, you know uh, i hope to start gaining a lot of new users and uh just onboarding them into the Thorchain ecosystem it's a great 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 mobile decks uh, and just a great self custody wallet. So congrats uh, for, for everything uh, that's been going on so far. Looking forward to see what's coming out the pipe
5: next. Thanks. Yeah, sure. We have some stuff uh, working on. So uh, be sure to, to follow our Twitter and our Discord join. And uh, know we have some, keep pushing some updates uh, in the next few coming weeks.
0: Cool, guys. Any uh, final thoughts before we wrap? I think we're good to go. It's, uh, yeah, just AVEX is here. LFG. Uh, get ready to swap, get ready to LP, maybe not immediately. Cause careful of slippage, <laughs> but if you know what you're doing? Like we're basically here and, uh, yeah, it's just uh, always fun time to see something that's been like, ex- like uh, something that we've been excited about for a while. And then it's like finally there, it's like, Oh my God, it's actually happening. So it's actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> Launch, right. Lfg, Let's Lfg, Lfg, bring the volume. Yeah. Tell your, tell your AVEX friends. Um, I mean, l- like how was saying, maybe we can wrap up with that cow, like going over all the upcoming content. Uh, for the next week. Um because yeah, there's gonna be a lot of a, a lot of a push to, you know, tap into not just our community, but like let's get the other side, let's get the AVAC side excited about this, right? Like with any of these integrations, like this is as much of an integration for for the other side as it is for us. You know, like it's expanding, like I always loved that that narrative. Like it's expanding the functionality of the other chain immensely. And that's like really important and really huge. So, you know, as a community, that's something that the community can really get behind is like the education and spreading the word and explaining like what this means for them. You know, like how, how does this benefit them? Um, not just how does this, why is this good for Thor chain? <laughs> Cause it really is. It's good for the whole space. It's good for both sides. So it's a, it's a, it's a real advancement. So let's get the word out.
1: Yeah, I think it's difficult for them to wrap like the the people on the Avalanche side. It's difficult for them to wrap their head around the benefits of it, especially now that the integration isn't live. So I I think a lot of the impetus is on us to to prove, uh, like you know, we we have to prove ourselves in in this integration and show that like it's a it's a useful value driver. Uh, to just get to just get that recognition from uh, you know, from from the Avalanche community and the Avalanche team and and so on. So, uh, like, like w- while there isn't a lot of, like, buzz about it, like, right now from the, from, from the Avalanche, like, side of things, it, 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 like, at the end of the day, it's on, it's on ThorChain to, to prove itself as a useful li- cross-chain liquidity network. And, uh, like, the, the use cases that, that come with ThorChain being integrated with Avalanche, like, obviously, we, we see that they're huge. So, uh, yeah, like, it, it's definitely on uh, the, the, the pool to prove itself in its, in its usefulness. And, you know, with DEX aggregation, and just obviously just cross chain swaps is just, you know, two huge things to, um, for, for them to use as products in their own ecosystem. Right. So it, I think it, it'll take time, but, uh, you know, just gaining adoption within the avalanche, um, ecosystem is, is a huge goal that will t- take a while to accomplish, but I, I think, I think we'll get there cause it's just such a useful product for the whole avalanche ecosystem and all these other ecosystems as well. Right. So, um, Next week on Tuesday, we'll have a space with a uh, dex aggregation partner for for Avalanche. So that's that's Tuesday, the twenty seventh at eight PM Eastern Time. Uh, we'll have a cool space with uh, you know some some awesome folks from the Apex community talking about dex aggregation. Finally, and then also two other spaces next week about uh, uh, wallet integration. Uh, that'll be on Wednesday and on the weekly space on Friday. So so much cool stuff coming out of the pipe um and yeah let's uh, uh like media will start going out on monday about this Avax integration just cuz it's like you know uh, uh, integration happening on a friday uh you know pe- people are you know away for the weekend uh, you know the a lot of the nine realms team in- included right so uh you know and then next week we're really going to start banging on this and making some noise for um you know, for the community and for the Avax folks. So, um, yeah, let's let's show ourselves next week. Let's go! All right, Sweet. take care, guys. All right, all right. Wrap it up. Thanks for coming on, Aaron is Orion, you guys of the Goats, Chad. As always, catch you guys later. Yeah,
0: thanks, everyone.